Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. The uh, Fredericksburg Area Running Club this morning. We're going to do a show on that. We try to do this at least a couple of times if he, uh, times a year. Brian Pesolano, the president of the Running Club, and a, a legend in area running. We'll introduce our legend in uh, in in, uh, in just a second. Brian, it's good to see you. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for having us, Ted. It is. Uh, it's it's hard to believe that it's almost Grand Prix season, and uh, it. I mean, it's, it's it's running season all the time for you, but yeah, we we pretty much have races all year, and we're out there every Saturday morning doing our group runs together, regardless of the weather. And uh, yeah, we just had our Grand Prix banquet for. 23 and getting ready to start the 24 season the group runs on saturday are something because it doesn't matter what the weather is and the extremes in the summer the extremes in the winter you you have at least 15 to 20 people at least every week doesn't matter what the weather yeah, is. yeah the, the, the group has grown dramatically um over the last couple of years and you're right regardless of the weather they're out there I, I think people somewhat just kind of enjoy being in the picture with the snow in the background or, you know, whatever the temperature is, just to just to say they did it, I guess. so. <laughs> and you do a Friday run now, too. Yeah, we did start a Friday run, and the intent on that one, we call it a no-drop run. It's something that cyclists uh, kind of started where um, whoever the, the, the slowest pace is, we maintain that pace and stay together as a group. It's a way to kind of um keep the uh entry level for folks uh lower so they don't feel intimidated coming out and running with us that we're not just going to leave them behind <laughs> yeah get uh, uh runfark.org the uh, runfark.com dot com, yeah. dot com is the is, is the website there's also a facebook page yes. where you have all, all kinds of information and, and we'll talk about joining the uh, the running club and uh in, in all that as we go along we mentioned that we have a uh that we have a legend here vic culp is here vic it's great to have you Thank back you. this morning good morning I, I have known you for for ages, and uh, you go back all the way to the the uh, the formation of the running club. One of the co-founders, and uh, actually one of our first initiatives was a Saturday morning group run, and that run's been going on ever since the club started. Isn't that I think, interesting? I think the smallest group we ever had was two or three, and, and it, it's every every Saturday. It was one of the things we said is that somebody comes from out of town, and they've been with the club, and they come back ten years later. They want to know they can come to a run on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. so And it's great that it's kept going. And I think Brian, uh, his uh, presidency is the one that's really built the uh, group run up on Saturday mornings. And hopefully they'll keep going for many more years. Yeah. No, you you have. I mean, you, you, we came in when, when you first became president and wanted to come in and we, we, we talked. And you talked about that Saturday run and yep. putting pictures up and using social media has been a great thing. Yeah, social media does help a lot. We we get a lot of folks that come in from out of town, and they'll just look for a running club on you know social media. They'll find us, and they'll just show up on Saturday and come run with us. So that's always neat when you you get a group of people that uh, just come and find you. So so Vic, the the running how, how did the Fredericksburg Area Running Club come about? You and John Robbins, I know, were were, John were part. John Robbins was probably the, the driver behind it. Uh, he wanted to find people to run with. He was a liver transplant recipient, and he thought he was a slower runner. And now that I've aged to his age, I realize he was not a slow runner. And because my 5K times now were his 5K times were then, and he just couldn't find people to run with. So yeah. he's got together in the fall of '93. 
he put a uh, uh, there was a ad or whatever in the freelance star uh, runners want to get together for a group uh, the organizational meeting in the YMCA and uh, that was a start and uh, I uh, at that first meeting I said hey if you need help with the organization part of it the legal part and the accounting I'll, I'll help you do that and uh, that's where the beginning and uh, we had a board of directors our initial ones were Terry McLaughlin Chris Campbell Dale Saylor myself and John uh, we finally got the uh, 11 members we needed to be a RRCA club. So yeah. it became a club on April 9th of uh, 1994. And uh, as I said, one of our first initiative, Bill Spock was one that actually made that recommendation of a group run. And he actually lives in Loudoun County now. I don't know if he's ever come back for a group run or not, but I see him around Squalip run up on the Sino uh, uh, Canal. Yeah. Uh, but he's, that's where we started. So Had you always been a runner? I ran in high school, I ran in middle school, I uh, had a, a gap between that, uh, but yeah, I ran uh, mostly quarter miles in high school. I was a high jumper also, rather than, because my coach wasn't a good, he, he met us, he tortured us. So, <laughs> so every time he had the hard uh, hard uh, track workouts, it was, I think it would practice high jumping. Uh, so I got more points for the team off high jumping than at uh, quarter miles. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I started running more distance races in, in my senior year and uh, after my senior year of high school. And then I had a gap, uh, ran a little bit. And then 1993, I wanted to run a marathon before I got too old. And uh, that was Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, it was that point that you don't really know if you can really run much longer. Yeah. So I ran Marine Corps that year. And then ever since then, I've run at least one race of marathon distance every year since then. And uh, hopefully this year I'll get one in. I'm not sure if I can or not, but uh, I did. I get uh, four last year, and last year was my I finished my 50th state, run a marathon in each of the 50 states, and uh, that was I, I think 15 were in the last three or four years, and uh, I made a recommendation on the 50 marathon 50 club uh, the website for 50 state marathon club that. Uh, Start when you're younger, because <laughs> you, you never know when you're gonna get old to really, really get too old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to finish him, uh, I was having a hard time the last couple of years, but uh, got through him. So what a great, yeah. what a what a great accomplishment, yeah. though, to be able to do that. Yeah. Either there, there are not many that, that I'm sure that have done it. Uh, in, the, in the country, there's pro over two thousand. Yeah. And there's, there's a pretty big, pretty big uh, organization now. Uh, it's a real good lifetime goal. Yeah. Uh, if you do 12 a year, it's still going to take you four years, and that's hard to do 12 a year. Well, especially when you start getting to states like Montana and Utah. And <laughs> right. <laughs> Last year, one of my trips was uh, North Dakota, yeah. Montana, and the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. Did a road trip, actually drove. And it was over three weeks. So uh, it's, you and see you it, had to you be a lot it. of hills. Deadwood was the one where I started figuring out I had lung and heart problems because uh, I was having a hard time running downhill at Deadwood, breathing, running downhill. <laughs> and um, that's, uh, it was, yeah, it was the first half, half was uphill, second yeah. half was downhill, over, over 5,000 feet. Montana was nice because it was downhill. And the state of Washington was uh, on the, out on one of the islands, uh, 
uh, east uh, northwest of Seattle. Hmm. That was nice. Well, when when I, I discovered the Fredericksburg Area Running Club mid '90s, and my kids got involved, and it, it was it was a great start. A couple of my kids were, were became really serious about running, and still are, and ran in college and and uh, and through high school. The Fredericksburg Area Running Club, I've always said, it's it's, it's one of the jewels around here. Did did, did Leah run the very first? Caboose run. She she missed it by one year. She ran the second one, second one. and then mm-hmm. and then ran from then on. And then she ran all the miles up through her senior year in high yeah. school. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. We missed the first one, but she, but yep. she she did the she did the others, and now it was just the, the the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. Brian is just and we'll we'll, we'll talk about some of the various things. Different, different uh, distance races, all kinds of opportunities for for all ages. Right, that's the big thing that we really try to get across to people is you don't have to be a super fast runner. I think sometimes when people see running club, uh, they're thinking I'm going to show up and just get smoked. I mean, but when we sh- when we come out to our Saturday runs, we have everything from people who do run walk intervals all the way up to our faster runners you will find someone to mm-hmm. run with. I mean, that's the big thing. And at the end of the day, it's all about getting out, lacing up, and just doing it, whatever your pace is. Um, you know, it's it's a way to stay healthy, and we can keep you honest and help you find a lot of friends to keep you going. Runfark.com, the website for the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. Uh, Brian Pesolano and Vic Culp here this morning. Quick break. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVN. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is the uh, Fredericksburg Area Running Club this morning. Vic Culp and Brian Pesolano here. Brian, the president of the the, the Fredericksburg Area Running Club, runfark.com. Check them out on Facebook, too, if you want to find out more information. We just, we're just we just talking just off air here, Brian, about uh, the fact that we really are fortunate. And I, I saw it, too, especially when I first got involved. And you, you, you looked around, and they're just their communities. Not many communities have such an involved running club with so many events. I would see see running clubs, but not doing what we did. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few, but uh, certainly, you know, when I when I travel for for work and things like that, or you know, just for fun, I'll I'll look up local running clubs and just don't find the kind of community that we have here. And we are also lucky too with the running paths that we have and all the various areas that we have available to us to run in this area. Um, it is it is a great running community. Um, if you see any of our pictures on Facebook of our groups, you just you can see it's just an amazing group. Every, you know, all ages, ability levels. You know, it's it's a great community. Vic, the 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 Grand Prix. When did that uh, the, the concept for that get started? That was another one of John Robbins' ideas, and Terry McLaughlin uh, told me recently that he'd run a series in West Virginia, and when you if you ran four of the races, these four races, and these races were a 10 miler, I think a couple half marathons and a 20K, something like that, some long races. You finished all four of them, you got a t shirt. Now, that was the time where the only people who got t shirts were people who won races or finished races. Right. It wasn't a everybody gets a t shirt type thing. And I think that probably put a seed in John's mind that he wanted to have a Grand Prix or a series. There, at that point, there was five races in, in the city uh, there were the uh, Mental Health 5K. Uh, John Robbins uh, 
there was an 8K, was the organ donor awareness. The river run was a 5K, mm -hmm. turkey trot 5K, and the 4th of July five-mile race. And he, he put those five races together called the Big Five. Uh, and then uh, he, we, char we charged each of the races $100 to be part of that, and we gave that money to the overall winners as uh, travel money to go to an out-of-town race. Uh, they said there's five races in town. Yeah. If you wanted to run long or good races, you had to go someplace else to run. And there weren't that many races. Right now, there's probably a, in Washington, D.C., there's a race every weekend. Right. Richmond, there's probably four or five, and D.C.'s probably four riders every weekend. But at that point, you you had to travel to find races. Uh, the, the next year, uh, 1995, uh, Kevin Breen, uh, Cobalt Banker Elite, uh, he decided to help sponsor the event. Uh, he threw some money in for prize money. And uh, we charged a little bit rate to each of the races, and that time we went up to seven races. And we've been running up from started that five races first year, seven the second year. Right now we're up to 12 races every year. And uh, we've had uh, 316 races, uh, nine, over 98,000 finishers. Uh, it was over 520,000 miles of running and over 81,000 hours of running. So wow. our average pace at these races for the average runner is a 9, 9.20 pace. So it's not super fast. It's a nice field, nice field, uh, some competition. The good part about it is competitive. So when I go to a Grand Prix race, I know the people around me are also trying to run hard. Mm -hmm. And those are my goal races is to see if I, that's the ones I want to run the best I can that day. Uh, and over time that's changed <laughs> the best you can so and I, I even you've run 55 of these races out of the 316 so one sixth of them and I, you're gonna come out again this coming year and run at least one i i've i yeah this is it's, it's too long because i think you, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that you you had you found all of these statistics well that's the other thing is i know these the numbers mostly because we've kept every race finish over the 30 years yeah, Vic, Vic keeps an amazing amount of statistics, and it's all on our website. If anybody ever wants to know how many hours, how many miles, how many races, how long of a streak they've had in the Grand Prix series, it's it's all out there. It's 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 quite phenomenal. <laughs> I didn't realize that I had run 55, and I do remember the 96 Heritage. I mean, I remember that was my best time ever. I, I couldn't was, believe I ran so that well. Was beautiful weather. It was. It was. Yeah. It wasn't a. It was a cool we've day. Had, we've had other one other Fourth of July almost that nice, and. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the 4th of July nice. <laughs> it's always uh, it hot. Usually <laughs> yeah. It usually is. Yeah, it usually is. Now, the, it, the other thing with running that you, you just you just notice how you, it, you notice that you're getting older. I mean, you might feel the same, but you, you start coming in and yeah. you the, the, the times just start just creeping up. Yeah. It's supposedly after turning 40 years old, your times should decline 1% a year. So if okay. you are running the same pace this year as last year, that means you're improving. So it's a, it's a good thing to look at, and you can see your times. They, they, they'll decline. I mean, I was running – I never I was never really fast. I was running uh, 2021 for a 5K. Now I'm up to 27, so over 30 years. Yeah. I think I'll, for, my, for my blog, I think my next post isn't going to try to analyze my 30 years of the Grand Prix and what my times have been. 
and, and, and run them down here and see what the difference is. You do, you, you have a, a, a fascinating blog because yeah. after, after each race, you'll, you'll talk about, you know, the ups and downs and everything. Yeah. That's it's two purposes that it's, it's, it motivates me to run, keep running. And also hopefully it gives information for other people on that race so that when they look at next year, mm-hmm. they can see what the race might be like to give them a little bit of uh, idea of what they can do and uh, where the where the ups and downs are. And it, like the Frosty 5K, all the ups and downs in that race are... I used to live in that neighborhood. I don't know That's, there's any flats yeah. in North Stafford. No, no, there is not. Not, yeah. not in that area, no. Yeah. I've never run it, but I've gone and taken pictures, and I've walked about a mile of it, and I just can't believe... How many hills there are? Yeah. It has a couple of uphills on the finish, and I think two years ago we had a 15 mile an hour wind into our face on the way back. Yeah, yeah. up up those hills, that was that was not. Yeah. You've also been involved and in, in even and in, in even wrote a book, Go for 25. It's 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 a diary of the of yeah. your training and getting ready for the JFK 50 was, mile race. Yeah, it was my 25th JFK, and uh, that was night. It was 2020, uh, which. <laughs> Unique year 2020. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of things happened there. Uh, and in February of that year, I started having digestive issues right after the Dahlgren half, uh, half marathon. And I couldn't run more than three or four miles without getting digestive issues. And we had to, first time ever, I could eat anything before I met. I mean, in the middle of 50 miles, I could eat anything I wanted to eat. Yeah. Not have a problem. And it just sort of, it just sort of hit me. So, uh, to overcome those issues, I went to a dietitian, and the diary started in May of 2020, and uh, was what I had to do to overcome the digestive issues to actually get through my 25th JFK. Uh, I started running JFK in 1996, and I had the streak of 24, and my goal at that point was to get through 25 because they they publish a uh, a uh, program every year, and to get on the first page of the miles finished, you had to finish 25. So the goal, wow. the goal was there. And there was another organization uh, that kept, keeps real good records of every finish of that race. Uh, I mean, you can, you can always tell a, a good race if they have their total history from day one, because they that means that they're actual good race. And uh, uh, I went to a dietitian in town. Uh, went to a FODMAP diet, and this was a diary of what you had to do to come through a FODMAP diet. So it was two things, finishing the race, also what to do, what type, what type of diet went yeah. to get there. And there's other things that happened in 2020. George Floyd, I was delivering pizza for Domino's because in COVID hit, uh, and so somebody had to do it. Yeah. And uh, it was really strange that one couple nights when there was police presence on, this, on the Chatham Bridge. It's overlooking the Chatham Bridge in Stafford County. As you're, I was driving home. It's like it, so it was mostly what I saw. I and mean, I wrote the diary. And then I published a diary at the end because I said one of, the, one of the motivations actually finishing the race was if I don't finish, I can't publish the diary. <laughs> right. They, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> so anything to get you to done yeah. is fine. And so I, I don't know if that year I, – I ran it one more time after that. And then in 2022 is when I had AFib six weeks before, and I asked the cardiologist, you think I can run this 50-mile race? And he said, eh, probably not. So yeah. they actually uh, inverted me that year. 
So I was out of AFib. Yeah. So it was possible, but uh, it was... 26 was it, so. 2020 was, I, I mean, I remember yeah. 4th of July around here when yeah. the, the the Heritage Festival run was, is such a part of it, and there was a small run over at the Y, and it right. just, I mean, nothing that day seemed. Yeah, that that was one of our first organized races out of COVID. Yeah. That 4th of July one over at the Y. I right? remember that. Yeah. And they were really a, just a smattering of runners. That was a big day. I was I was so happy. <laughs> the, other, the other thing that happened in 2020 is that uh, January 2020 is when, I, well, I was trying to retire from timing. And January 2020 is when we signed the contract with Arsenal. Yeah. To sell the equipment from Race Time Limit to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was supposed to help them with a couple of races up through April. And uh. they were going to take over in April. And COVID hit in March, and it really hurt them. Yeah. And yep. we went through listening to other organizations, how they were putting races on. And that's how they we came about to the 4th of July race. And uh, they were fortunate to get a permit from the county to do it. And this is how we can actually put a race on in COVID yeah. safe. Yeah. Uh, and that was the other part with JFK. Is all the way through in the fall, Maryland started getting real bad statistics on COVID. And how can we get this race going and I'm sitting here going, can I really train for another year to get my 25th one in? Yeah. And I was worried about it the whole time at the end. Say, how can we do that? Yeah. I avoided people. Uh, you think delivering pizza, you're not avoiding people, but you are. You know, you're out out uh, on an island in a car, mask on. They, were, they made us mask up and uh, everything. So, it, uh, But it was stressful. The uh, I, I think I ran statistics from Maryland in the, going on their website and uh they were concerned that uh, the city the, not the city the state went and put the race on but he actually came up with a real good plan with covid we had uh, three starts of 250 runners yeah spread us out uh they were put me out they put us uh veterans well, i guess they call us veterans or legends of the jfk they put us in the first wave so we were in the fast runners and everybody and the veterans in the first wave and they had two other waves a half hour apart uh, which was nice because it gave us 14 hours that year to finish. Uh, we still had a 13-hour time limit. Uh, but that was actually one of my better races. We have case in the current years. Well, and I remember the, the great train race when you finally were able to run the great train race, and then you had the, you had the bridge closed. And, yeah, and it was a double to, whammy because yeah. we had to modify the course, uh, not so much because of COVID, but because of the bridge construction. So that was the, the yeah. year that we had to run down Sophia Street from the library. Um which made things interesting since it was a point to point and made it really challenging for parents because, you know, you get your kid running a mile down the road and, you know, you got to get to the start line. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 2020 great train race had to be canceled. Yeah. Yep. We, Everything. Yeah. It was, but that was 2021 where, and actually the bridge being closed made it easier to put a race on, convince the city true. to put a race on because yeah. we could spread people out. Cause that's, that's the one thing that yeah. they, you know, running a race across William is, you know, you don't want to block the, the access from the bridge. So um, yeah. the typical course for the great train race, we always turn and only take one lane going back around. To, um, so, yeah. Were you in the, were you around when the first downtown miles were run? Yeah. Yes. In, in 1994. Yeah. In 1990. Yeah. 1994 was the first downtown mile. We started at Pitt and Sophia and ran straight down the city dock. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
and we went right across William Street. Can't do that anymore. We, we did that two years, <laughs> and then they, uh, a great train race had this nice U-shaped course, and they said, you're going to start using that U-shaped course starting up on Caroline and go down to George. No, and I, Fire Street, yeah. so. I ran a couple of those, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they let us close. Jim Shellhorse, great guy. Yes. He let us put races on uh-huh. in town, that, and he said, we, you, you know what you're doing. You know how to control traffic force will help you out. And we had some good races back then. So, Vic Culp here this morning. I'm Brian Pesolano. Fredericksburg Area Running Club is what we're talking about. Runfark.com, the website. Also check out Facebook. Get involved with the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. Quick break. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 831. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. The uh, Fredericksburg Area Running Club, one of the jewels of this area, is our focus this morning. Brian Pesolano is the president. He's here. Vic Culp has been with the club forever. And uh, he is uh, he is here this morning. Vic, as you have seen the club grow and be involved over the years, I mean, you do have to really be proud yeah. Of, yeah. of what you were part of uh, creating. Yeah, we uh, initially, we had a real good start uh, in the... 90s before the internet uh, the club membership got up to about uh, 400 uh, households uh, maybe 700 runners and that was mostly because we published a newsletter i was gonna say that had, newsletter was great that, that had all the upcoming running events mm-hmm. in it, so people joined the club to get the newsletter and then once the internet came in they were able to find events without that and it it dropped down to probably 200 maybe less than 200 households and uh, we were losing a little bit of the social aspect of the club. And in recent years, more of a social environment has come by and more of a non-competitive club has come around. And I think we're back up to over 700 members and probably 350 households. Um, and that's been in the recent years. Uh, I think that we had some people taking over from that, from that aspect of it, from the social aspect of it. We're also right now getting younger runners back into the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when we started the club, I was 35, 39. I'm trying to remember exactly. Yep, yeah, 38. And the average age was about that, 38. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, the, over time, the average age started creeping up, up in the 40s, high 40s. And... Uh, I think now we're back down to a, a lower average age. Uh, the other aspect I think that really increased was the Ospreys. Yeah. That, uh, uh, we got a couple of good training programs in. The Ospreys started in 2013. 2013, sounds, sounds 2015, right. yeah. For younger and, runners. And, and younger that's, runners. yeah, from eight to 18. And that's that's one of the, the things I'm proudest of is that, that Ospreys group because – you know, we have cross-country um, teams and things like that at the high schools, but when it's not cross-country season, there's not really a ton of um, availability for them to mm-hmm. get out and train. So we, we, we have an awesome group of, of young runners that get out twice a week over at Pratt Park. Um, we have great volunteer coaches. It's an amazing program, and it is, it is a significant number of the families in the running club are um, Osprey families. So that's that's uh, a really, really good group if you got kids that just need to get out and go run. Again, they don't have to be someone who's going to compete 
um, cross country with the high schools or middle schools, um, you know, they'll, they'll adapt to those kids abilities levels and, and get them out there. And, and, and if they do want to compete, I mean, when we have younger runners out at our races, um, the Ospreys, they just, they, they, they sweep the podium like great train race. Mm-hmm. You'll see a ton of Ospreys up the, on the podium. I think Riverbend won the uh, Commonwealth District mm-hmm. uh, boys cross country this fall. Yeah. I think I think everyone was in the Ospreys at one point yeah. in time. We have some very very talented cross country oh. runners in this in this yeah. area for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. So that that is definitely a, a really good part of being a member. And all you just have to be a member of the club, and you can your kids can do that. So I mean, for a, a student membership, you know, twenty dollars. Um, you know, you won't find a better deal for a, an activity for your kid twice a week to stay active. And hopefully with an active kid, it'll get the parent active. Yes. And they'll start running too or yes. doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just running doesn't have to be the only thing. Run, walk, whatever you can do. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think I think actually the running I did has helped with my medical issues. Is that uh, it's strengthening my heart muscles. So it's not uh, yeah. having issues. That's so not an issue. It, now that I have mm-hmm. arrhythmia, it's not a problem. Well, <laughs> it's not a significant problem. So right. It, 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 would be a, it could be a lot worse. It could worse. be a lot worse, yeah. 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 A lot worse. And, uh, uh, it's an incredible thing with, with what, uh, to, what Vic and, and uh, all the founders kind of built 30 years ago. You know, this, this upcoming April will be the 30th year of the running club, which is amazing. I mean, there's not many organizations that make it that long. Right. Um, and then with the Grand Prix series, uh, like Vic was saying, we'll have our 100,000th finisher of the Grand Prix this upcoming year. We won't say exactly when that might happen because we want to kind of do something cool for that person that that is the 100,000th finisher. So we that's going to all expense paid trip around Stafford County. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about, you know, my idea was kind of like the uh, corner and all those other nice places. Yeah. The Austin Powers movie where they had the the Goldfinger character that held the gold <laughs> gold running suit. You know, maybe we'll you know have them oh, get that or something. But anyway, we'll come up with something I, fun. I, I found the shirt. I was going through my T-shirts. Yeah. I found the shirt. I got a shirt when I ran the hundredth Grand Prix race. I ran the first hundred races. Yeah, and it said I I run a hundred Grand Prix race, and all I got was this lousy shirt. <laughs> it, I have never worn that shirt. Yeah, but I, I did find it. So yeah. Yeah, and the Great Train Race, we'll have our 30th running of that in May. So it's a, it's a really big year for the club. We've got a lot of really momentous uh, events coming up this year. It, it is when when you get involved in it and you, you, you realize I mean, the, the, the history in this running club. Yeah. is is really significant and that's in uh, and, and just the the, the commitment whether it's it, it's you Vic that, that in, involved in, in in the early years and Brian you have been but you came in and you're one of your goals when we you first came in as president was to to come in here and talk about it get the word out and and to, yeah. and to get more more people involved yeah I mean when I found the club initially you know it was I just went and did a, a local race and I think you know Vic put out you know the point totals for the grand prix series and i'm like what is this point total thing i want more of these points and then i, <laughs> I was like oh okay the club and then that's kind of how I, I i got i got i got sucked in but you know the modern world nowadays if you're not on social media and you know you're not sharing information and, and putting the word out um you know people just don't find you but and again i think we've been very successful in that because in particular when we have people come in from out of town they're like hey i looked you up on you know social media and found you and that's how i knew you guys were going to be here because we were we were emailing out uh, results yep. at that point when you started and yep. 
part of the results email was your yeah. finish time was this, you finished in this place, and you got this many yep. Grand Prix points. Yep, that was, yeah. So that, everybody wants to collect points. That sucked me in and hit my competitive nature. <laughs> well, it, it, it de- I was always one of the ones in the back, but you never felt like, you were never made to feel like, well, you're not as much of a runner as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it, there was always an enthusiasm that, that you were out and you were you were getting exercise. Right, and, and we really try to, you know, everyone's got their why. I say this a lot is everyone has their why when it comes to running. You know, maybe it's just to get healthier. Maybe mm-hmm. it's to compete, and they, they want to compete yeah. against people. So we try to find ways to incentivize that for everyone, regardless of what your why is, why you're out there. Um, it, you know, if you just want to lace up and say you finished, you know, there's there's something for you in that. You know, we have, you know, prizes throughout the year just for finishing a certain amount of races. Um, and if you want to be competitive, there's the cash awards out there, which, of course, is very incentivizing for mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. And, or just the recognition of being one of the top people in your age group. You know, um, there again, there's something to, to motivate everyone. And that's what we're really hoping yeah. for is regardless of where you are on your running journey, uh, you can find a reason to come out and, and run with us and, and, and find that. Grand Prix started the uh, multiple, multiple piece medals. Yeah, this let me see what uh, 2022 yeah. was the first year yeah. that if you finish three races in the Grand Prix, you would get a piece of a medal, and then next three, you get another piece, and you get the third piece at nine. Yep. Uh, then uh, this coming year, there's a four piece, well, four medals. Four different, four four different seasons. Medals. Yep. And I've seen those. They're really cool. One, yep. one for each of the three uh, three races, get one of the medals. Yep. So it's uh, some, some incentive out there to. Uh, to get through there and get multiple races in and then uh i think this year uh, all people finished seven races we had a blanket yes and uh had uh, nice uh awards for mm-hmm. age group winners and overalls so yeah i mean we have 12 races and you only have to finish seven to qualify for the grand prix awards um and if you do more than seven you, you drop your lowest scoring race so you know if you're not good at half marathons Okay, well, don't do those, or um, it could be one you drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, depending on the distances you like and what you're capable of doing, there's something for, for you, yeah. The advantage this year I had was I could run the longer races. Yep. That yep. the, the uh, couple of people will have never beaten before. I always thought we should get bonus points for the half marathons. But, no, yeah. no. That'd be nice. A couple of runners I've never beaten before. I finished in the head of the Grand Prix because – they their strength was in 5k's and yeah. five miles yep. and uh i could they, they didn't run the longer races yeah. and i was able to actually get more points off the longer races than they were off the shorter races. strategy yeah 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 I, uh, i'm not competitive am i yeah well, i mean it doesn't seem like not it not at all <laughs> the you know the years that i really get you know i, I kind of alternate with uh the years that i i'm competitive with the grand prix series then other years i'll kind of spread out and go do some different races outside the area just to keep things fresh but when i'm competitive with the series you know i kind of you know i'm friendly with everybody uh and uh but still you kind of line up the people that you know are kind of in your your age group and that you're competing yeah. against and it's it's there is some strategy and you, you kind of you're watching them throughout the race and seeing when you can catch them and <laughs> for some reason my age group was the largest age group 65 to 69 year old males who had the yeah. most number of finishers yeah the 70 age group was pretty competitive this year yeah. too. We had, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it's, yeah. 
Interesting. If and, and the thing, great thing about this is you can decide today you're going to run. Now, in some cases, you probably need to maybe check with a doctor before you you take up running. Yeah, you always should before you start any exercise yeah. program. You should check with your doctor to make sure things are in the right place and are right. ticking right. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, right now, my my doctor when I last saw him uh, in January, uh, I guess it was December, when I went in AFib, I saw him the next day. Uh, they said, well, if you're going to run, do this. So they knew I was going to run. And also they gave me the blessing I could keep running. So mm-hmm. as much as I could. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's a good idea because you might have something hidden that you don't know about. Right. That, uh, yeah. And, and the big thing is I think with a lot of folks, they envision starting running and they just go for it way too hard. You know, there's a lot of gains to be made by, you know, really when you're when you're doing a training run, you should be able to hold a conversation with someone else without being completely out of breath. So that I think a lot of people don't understand that. They just see people go out to a track and just hit it as hard as they can and they're out of breath and they've exhausted themselves. And there is a time and a place for that when you want to get faster. But in a normal training run, you really shouldn't be to that point. So the you need to start slow and steady or you will get hurt and you need to listen to your body. It'll tell you when, you know, you've probably pushed it too hard. Yeah. Um, Even the typical five mile to longer race, you should be able to talk to the crossing guards mm-hmm. through that race. That, that, yep. That's the effort you should be doing mm-hmm. yep. until okay. until the last mile. Yeah. It might be a little different there, but uh, yep. – but, uh, it's 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 fun to just just the other day when it was it was cold and, and raining this and, and and you you see all kinds of people out and you yep. you you figure that uh, a lot of them are probably and some of them I, I know are, are are members of the of the club and it's you know you're 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 training for these you're training for these races and yeah. so there there is it, it is it is competitive if you want to make it that yeah we have our our first race of the series coming up on february 17th which is the Dogren half down on the Dogren uh rail trail um which that's a great trail whether you're yeah just to go out and walk it or if you want to do that sometime yeah that is a a, a great place to go out um it's a you know tree-lined course it's an old railroad bed that actually served the naval base down there for a while so it's when we say trail, but it's really a hard packed, um, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not single track roots and rocks. Right, right, right. But yeah. it still it still has a the the fun part is that there is either, so. mm-hmm. there is still a section of the railroad tracks there, and the 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 trail folks will actually bring out one of the old hand carts, and when we start the race, they'll run the hand cart um, alongside the runners, and that, that's a pretty cool. I've got I got to ride that a few years back. That was neat. All right, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know they did that. Yeah, but yet no. The Grand, Grand Prix starts February seventeenth and, and goes all the way a couple all the way to the uh, middle of December. Yep, yep, yeah. Pretty much there's a race every month. Sometimes we have two a month, um, with the exception of May because we have the Great Train Race. So we're really focused on um, that. Pretty much takes the entire club's effort to pull off the great train race historic and then the historic half, half is yeah. also that month so uh we just avoid may <laughs> but 30 years yes. 30 years is is, is is truly a legacy mm-hmm. and it's somebody and you mentioned vic i mean for for years you timed all these races and and kept the statistics yeah i started race time limit we started in 2007 i retired from it in 2008 not 2008 well that's Wow. That was a quick, 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 that was a quick yeah. thing. 2020. Yeah. 
unfortunately, uh, I guess that was a good uh, time because right now I don't think I'd get up every morning at 3 a.m. on a Saturday and a Sunday and keep it going. So. Wait, and the technology and, and actually, has the changed. The other thing was is that uh, Ken and Kristen, being young, once again, we're bringing in mm-hmm. new ideas, uh, yeah. bringing what younger runners would like to see more so than somebody in their mm-hmm. 60s of how I've been always timing races and what I might do. And they've improved the area. Uh, they brought new, more technology in. Uh, that I probably wouldn't have done. Uh, yeah, so I think I mean, the big thing that, that people love is, you know, it's, you know, how it is, us younger folk, the 50-year-old says. Um, the, the the instantaneous results, right? Yeah. As soon as oh, you finish yeah. the race, you've got the computer screen with the results, yeah. you're getting a text message with your results, mm-hmm. you know everything right on. But yeah, Arsenal has done a great job as far as um, continuing to, to, yeah. to push forward on, on uh the, the timing aspect of things and, and they do a great job for us runfark.com is the website for the fredericksburg area running club you can check them out on facebook and uh brian press Pe- brian pesolano and vic culp here this morning we're going to take one final break and uh, wrap this up this morning on news talk 1230 wf this is town talk on news talk 1230 wfva download the all-new news talk 1230 wfva app for apple and android text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371 5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Vic Kopp and uh, Brian Pasolano here, Fredericksburg Area Running Club, our focus. Before we get out of here, this has been a great show. This, we've got to do this every year to, yeah. just to sit down and, and, and talk about this. People want to join the running club, Brian, just go to runfark.com and get information yeah. from there. R U N F A R C.com. And then from there, you can go to our registration site. We've got different levels for families. Um, dual memberships, single memberships, like I said, and student memberships for only $20. So highly encourage people to join us. We have lots of social activities throughout the year. We go out to Fred Knack game and, uh, you know, rent out one of the spots there and, and have a good time. And we have a holiday party in addition to all the other running things that we do, of course. But, uh, you know, again, a little something for everyone from the social aspect. Um, and, I, you know, I will say I've I have made so many friends from my involvement in the club that um, it got me so much more involved in the local community. Um, oh, I guess before I go, I should tell this one too, is, um, you know, I'll be a, a guest bartender for uh, the Fairy Godmother Project uh, fundraiser um, on February 22nd. So uh, we'll be out at the uh, Sunken Well Tavern from, uh, my shift is at seven, so that's when I want people to come out and uh, we're competing against Jeremy Gray, who has a, a shift as well, but we won't say when his shift is. No, we will not say when his <laughs> shift is, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I had forgotten about that, and uh, we both know the uh, the, uh, the the executive director of uh, Fairy Godmother Project. Yes. I, I guess, I mean, Vic, one of the things, and, and now that you know this, and now that you've, I mean, I, I need to run a race. I haven't done a Grand Prix race since 2007, which is embarrassing. There is... Eight races, well, there's seven races, 5K or shorter. Yeah. So, you know, okay. any one of them. Uh, SPCA is probably the flattest course. Yeah. Could be a hot time of year. Yeah, in June. Uh, Stafford Hospital, a little more hilly. Uh, get, but you still, you have plenty of time to prepare. It only takes you eight weeks to get from a, from a stationary to a 5K. Okay. You need a program out there, and uh, SPCA would be a good one. Uh, uh, Fred Nats. Fred Nats one. Fred Nats is a you got to do course. You got to do um, Gordon Shelton, um, but I mean that's a slow slope. 
but, right. but it's a fun race. Yeah. yeah. Finishing on the field, you get to see yourself on the scoreboard when you come in. Yeah. Get involved with the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. And, and, and Vic, uh, Vic, again, uh, the, the Go for 25 book is, is fascinating because it really is, a, it's, I mean, you, it's, it's, a, it's a diary. And, yeah. you, and it goes through. So is, is that on Amazon? or It's on Amazon. Uh, it's also, you can get it off my website, uh, slow run, slowholdrunner.com. <laughs> uh, I do a weekly blog. Uh, used to write more. But once again, that writing is basically motivation to keep me running. Yeah. And, uh, slow. About whatever whatever I can for that week if I'm doing something. Yep. If I'm not doing anything, I'll write on something else. So interesting uh, uh, content sometimes. So. Slowoldrunner.com. Is, uh, the, the, the book is uh, is Go for 25. Vic Culp. Vic, thanks for coming in. We'll, thanks. Let's do this again. And uh, thank you for your involvement over the years with the thanks. Fredericksburg Area Running Club. And, uh, and Brian Pesolano as president. My favorite president of any organization <laughs> right now, the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. You've done great, and keep it up. Thank you. President, president for life, right? Uh, president, I hope so. <laughs> Runfark.com to get involved with the Fredericksburg Area Running Club. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.